Hi, and welcome to Weighted Takes, episode 129, the Form I-129 Petition for a Non-Immigrant Worker episode. Um, don't know exactly what that means, but um, I am Trey, joined as always by Cam Aderholm, and that's it, because some people... Don't take this podcast seriously. Cam seems to be the only one who takes it seriously, who, you know, communicates. Um, the other guys, I know Tucker's working. Some things are more important than your job, all right? And this podcast is one of them. It's been around for longer than both of his, the restaurants that he's currently working at. Um, <laughs> Dylan, no excuse, just said Thursday's the only night I can do it. Tucker said 10 o'clock. He said, all right. And then guy told Cam he's walking through the door and he's not here. So we're going on a two-man show till these guys pick it up because I'm not sitting around all night. It's already 10 p.m. You know, tomorrow's a work day. I can't be doing this till one in the morning. Cam, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, Thank you for being here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm used to the two-man show thing now, honestly. Um, It it runs smoothly, but obviously it's a little disappointing where you guys had excuses when me and Dylan had to run it, and now it's just... You know, I don't know what's going on, but um, we persevere. It's a little bit late night. Going to uh, not much going on. NBA drafts going on right now. Um, but the Celtics and the Heat haven't picked yet. Heat will probably pick by the time it ends. But maybe a short episode, depending on you know if these guys show up if they have takes. Uh, I'm a little frustrated, but we make it work. Let's get it going. Winners and losers. If you want to start it off, Trey. Oh yeah. Uh, the big one, obviously, Celtics lose. So big loser for, I think, everybody on the pot. Um, obviously, I was expecting them to lose, but, you know, I picked them. You ended up changing your pick over to them. Um, but definitely a big loss for the three Boston boys. Uh, not so much for you, Cam. Um, another loser I have is Sean Watson. He settled 20 of his 24 suits, so probably not going to be a problem. Um, unless these four remaining suits become, you know, bad, but, uh, that's an L for me last week. I, you know what? I meant to not vote for mine. I just did it out of habit. I meant to not vote for it, um, because it was a loser and I like to do that, but I will admit this week I did. I didn't even think about it. Um, so that's on me. We do have a tie for the take of the week, which we'll discuss in a bit, but that's on me. I should have voted for one of you and broken the tie. Um, so I apologize. Go ahead, Kim. Anything? Yeah. So, well, what I was gonna say, first off, the Celtics thing. I just I'm, I'm bad luck apparently with picking champions. Um, I originally said Warriors, and I switched it over, and just the opposite happened. So might be on me. Um, I know I'm known for curses, so I apologize for that. Um, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later. And then, as for the tiebreaker, um, I don't know. We can take a vote if me, Dylan, and Tucker agree that Trey can choose the winner. I th- although I think it, it, it I might have be a, a suggestion. Points. So the plan for the tiebreaker for the wheel was, or for the tiebreaker for the point was to do a wheel. Um, spin the wheel. If your name gets picked, you're out. You don't win. I am willing to recuse myself of the wheel. Take my name off of it. I think that's fair. Um, That's respect. Yeah, because I, I shouldn't have voted for my take. It shouldn't win. Um, so I am perfectly willing to do that if that's all right with everyone else. And Dylan has decided to join us. Look, there he is. The prodigal son returns. 
comes to the podcast 15 minutes late. And Linnea, who is always here, and I bet she would have been on time today if, if it was her in this position. Explain I've been yourself. here for like four minutes and no one, no one said anything. Nope, that's a lie. It's a lie. I've, I've li- usually, the, the first thing that you said We've been was, recording for four, min- four and a half minutes. I was literally here. You started and you said the first thing was the Celtics. I went on the a Celt- whole rant before that. You missed yeah, it. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying I missed like a minute or two, but you said the first thing is the Celtics, where all three of us are losers. I was there like 10 seconds before that. Oh, my God. All right. Well, still late. Um, Dylan, do you have any winners and losers? Uh, the Sox are winning, but my tank is still losing because the Yankees are ungodly. Um, we're going into like the last week of, of June. And, uh, uh, Sox are like, have, they've lost like four games this month or something crazy. And they're still 12 games out. So the Yankees just tied it up in the bottom of the ninth, three run homer tie. My goodness. And Aaron Judge has 27 home runs and batting over 300. So not quite a winner, not quite a loser. I mean, They've definitely played better in June. They've lost, like, what, nine games in June, not even? Four? Something like that? I don't know, but they're playing well. Um, they're oh, they're in a wild card spot right now. They're in a wild card spot. Um, Are they? I thought they were in fourth. They expanded. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. And they're actually no, in third. Um... um I was going to say Winter Tucker. I was gonna, oh, no, never mind. He's not on. Um, Winter Tucker, because he put a bet on Paolo Benchero being the first pick, even though it was projected that he was going to be number two. Um, yeah, he won $40. Well, shout out Tucker for that. And then I'm down to spin the wheel now and just wait for Tucker. All right. Or, sorry, not wait for Tucker. So the situation was there was no winner. Four, uh, eight votes on the poll, two for each take, low number. And I had it up for 12 hours today. It's like the earliest I've ever put up a poll. Thought we would have at least 15 votes, but whatever. Um, so like I said, I'm going to recruit myself because I shouldn't have voted for my take. It's been proven basically wrong. Um, so I will be spinning the wheel, how it's going to work. If your name gets picked, you lose. All right. The wheel is spinning for the losers. All right. So let's give it a spin. I'm sharing my screen. Dylan, can you see it? Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's not a confirmation, but all right. I'll spin the wheel. Rigged. Rigged wheel. Down goes Cam. Take them off. All right, second spin. This will decide it. No! Brutal! <laughs> Brutal. Landed right on the line between Tucker and Dylan, just slightly in Dylan's favor. Um, that is going to mean a win for Tucker, his second win in a row off a tiebreaker. So, uh... Tough, tough go, boys. The wheel not being very nice to those that decided to show up for the pot. So, uh, I think Tucker doesn't count because he's not here. <laughs> we could just make it up and not tell him. But 
Uh, I doubt he listens to the I didn't, episodes. I didn't, get some, I didn't vote this week, so if I voted, I would have squeaked it out for myself. I mean, I can't help you there. I've told you a million times. You gotta vote. Um, Bro, I'm busy. Wait, wait, I haven't voted. Who won? Doesn't matter. Uh, you won yeah, the point. Yeah, I didn't vote it. Oh, Trey, you didn't even say polls were up. This is the first time I haven't said it. Did Trey win? No, you won, Tucker. It was a four-way tie. You won in a tiebreaker. Tucker, you're complaining about it. I I agree. (laughs) New poll. Should we spin the wheel again? Now that Tucker's here? No, no. Now that you lost, it's unfair. Okay, no, I'm not even on the wheel. I have two points, guys. I've taken myself off the wheel because I have respect for my take. It was wrong, so I took myself off. So, all right, Tucker wins a point. Um, what was my take? Four points. Um, I don't know. It's probably, oh, I see. Probably not yeah, no, good. that was the best take. Uh, I liked Cam's take the best. Um, did everyone watch the movie? I watched the movie. I did. Yes. Um, okay. Wasted takes. Um, I'll leave it off. I got one. Um, this is a bit of a barstool take. Uh, it's concerned with barstool sports. Um, if you're not familiar, uh, since I basically started following them in 2014-ish, they've been at war with Commissioner Roger Goodell. Um, this has been a result of the Brady suspension for Deflategate. El Prez kind of reacting to it, getting arrested, showing and showing up to media events, not invited. Basically, Roger Goodell's put himself in a terrible position with Barstool because they have a very overlapping fan base with the NFL. And if they would just acknowledge that Barstool existed, like it wouldn't be a problem. But there's been a ton of stuff. He took away a charity uh, auction thing that Dave Portnoy wanted to watch a game with him. So uh, if you didn't see this. Roger Goodell was called to testify on the workplace accusations uh, in front of Congress about the Washington commanders. Um, He got there and one of the congressmen from Texas, a Republican from Texas, who's originally from New England, asked him, why do you um, uh, why do you ban Dave Portnoy from all your events? Why do you ban Barstool Sports? And he was like, I'm not aware of that, who that is. I don't know what you're talking about, which is an utter lie. He 100% knows who he is. Um, But the problem here is that that can be confirmed to be a lie. That opens up the whole thing to perjury. Like he could have lied the entire time under oath in front of Congress. Um, So I think Dave Portnoy has never really lost a battle he has entered. Um, I think this is the final straw. I think Roger Goodell will be removed from the commissioner role after being guilty of perjury in front of Congress concerning Dave Portnoy. This is the end for Roger Goodell. I watched it. Um, um, I... One of the Go time. ahead, Ken. Uh, yeah, I watched it too. Um, I don't know who the guy was that, that asked the question. Apparently, like you said, he's from New England. And so I, I could see this happening from a mile away if I knew that before. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's just a blatant lie because of how much this has been 
shared, even though it happened, what, like six years ago, five, four years ago, something like that. And the, it's still like a thing today. Like they post it every year. It's, it's very much prevalent. One of the most historical bar school events, to be honest. And <clears throat> I mean, Dave Portnoy, like you said, is called out. Now let's do a charity thing. I'll donate this and he denied it. So he knows who he is. Obviously knows who bar school is. He's not allowed in games or whatever the rule is that comes straight from him. So I'm going to go ahead and agree. I think that there's a lot of power in Barstool and whether they're the one who pushes for his, his uh, resignation or termination, whatever it is. It's also a legal thing. So there's probably proof in someone building a case that if you lied about that, you might be lying about other stuff and it was under oath. Um, so I agree with it. I thought that you were going to turn it and say that Portnoy was going to be the new commissioner, which would have been very, very wasted, and I would have liked it. But I agree. I, I think he might be gone in the next year or so, especially with everything going on with the Snyder case and then Deshaun, depending on how he handles that. Um, I think he's gone. I mean, it's crazy because Sports Center or not Sports ESPN was reporting on it. They put a little ticker on the bottom and said Goodell may have committed perjury. He lied about knowing who Dave Portnoy was. Like, so it's it's getting its rounds. It was trending. Um, it's crazy that he wouldn't just say, "Yeah, I," because they cause problems for NFL security. Like, I don't get denying that he knows who he is. It's insane. Tuck. Um, I can one. I mean. What was what was the whole trial about? I didn't hear. It was concerning the Washington Commanders' workplace and like yep. if there was gotcha. a cover. Yeah. Love that Portnoy got brought up. Hilarious, but um, I don't know. Does Congress care about Dave Portnoy? It's yeah. not just the it's not the Dave Portnoy factor. It's the fact that he directly lied. There's proof of him lying under oath. So his whole testimony needs to be called into question. Yeah, but gotcha. what, what was the lie again? I just who, what was the question? He he the question was Dave why do you Portnoy. ban Dave Portnoy from well events? Devil's advocate, the way he worded it, and I didn't, think, I don't think he saw this coming, and that's why he just jumped to, to say no to try to avoid any sort of controversy. But I think Devil's advocate. I would say that he worded it saying I'm unfamiliar with the situation and which he could probably back up. Like, I feel like it's going to be hard to prove that he's familiar with the situation. Exactly. So that's, that's, he's been asked at press conferences. He does his annual press conference for the Super Bowl. He's been asked why he banned Barstool sports. And he said, he gave an answer. He didn't say no comment. He gave an, he knows who they are. Like he knows who they are. But the only like, thing he has is plausible deniability saying, oh, my, uh, you know, my chief of uh, security uh, deals with those matters. I don't really get into it. Which would be a better answer. But I'm confused. What did he say in front of Congress? He said that he does not, does not know who Dave Portnoy is, which is a lie. Okay. And he and the did letter of the law that? is if I've you lie it. about anything under oath, you are committing perjury. What kind of a case is this, though? 
It was a con- congressional probe into the uh, workplace environment of the Washington commanders and the, the fact that they may have covered up some stuff. And this is obviously this is then a federal case. Yes. If I was that mass hole congressman, I'd have him right back in and said, so, like, your whole testimony is nothing because you say you don't know who Pornoy is. Here's exhibit A, B, C, D, E, F of you acknowledging his existence. Like, what? why are you lying? That's what I would do if I was the mass hole rep. Dell, you think he's going to get removed? No. No, Shaq. Insightful as always. All right, who's next? Uh, I am. Go ahead. So I've been doing mental gymnastics all day. As people might know, Arch Manning has committed to the University of Texas. Bust, right? Bust. So in the past, I may have had some harsh words about Arch Manning. You know, everyone says things they don't mean. It's no big deal. I don't even remember what I said. I don't think anyone really remembers. You know, it was said in passing as a joke. It was clearly comedic. Um, Anyone that didn't sense the clear sarcasm in my statement was just misunderstood. Um, But that's beside the point. My take this week is, number one, Texas is back. Fully. But after that, Arch Manning will be the first player to win two Heismans in college. That's, Not one, but two. That's I'm leaning towards three. He's the second person ever after Archie Griffin. Okay, I thought there was another guy. I was stalling for time so I could figure out if he was going to be the first. But yeah, Arch Manning will be the second person, both named Arch, by the way. Huh? Makes you think. <laughs> to win two Heisman's. Doesn't make you think. <laughs> I kind of wonder. Because you added that, I like it a lot more. <laughs> um, I don't remember your take specifically either. I do. I, yeah, but I it doesn't do. even matter at this point. <laughs> Did you say that he was going to be bust in college? Or in the NFL? No, he didn't necessarily say college. You didn't actually say college. You said if he goes to the I didn't say NFL. college. He's going to be the greatest college that, quarterback to ever live. Yeah. That's, that's the silver lining. He's going to be incredible in college and then a bust in the NFL. There's your, That's there's fine. Your, there it is. This is – um, oh, go ahead, Cam. Sorry. No, I was just going to wrap up and say I, I disagree. Um, I don't think he's going to be double Heisman winner. Um, okay, you can be wrong. I guess I don't have reasoning. It's just unlikely. So that's, that's it. Um, <laughs> Did you know he's a Manning? I'm aware. His name. You know he's a five-star. His name doesn't matter. His name doesn't matter. He's not a five-star. No, man. Trey, I'm sorry. Um, how many people in your family won NFL championships? Zero. Zero, Zero were NFL championship QBs, and you have Correct. no idea where Arch Manning came from. You're not from the same blood. He's not even human. Listen, I said this. The not other, even I said this two weeks ago. I agreed with you, but now, as a result of this. <laughs> And you flipping this around, I'm flipping mine around because Texas, I've said forever, will never be back, ever. It's always a meme, Texas back. So therefore, Arch Manning go there is going to tank his career. It's over for Arch Manning now. This decision 
Still a good quarterback. You silly, you silly, silly bitch. If he transfers, if he decides to decommit and go somewhere else, yes, he'll have an excellent career. If he goes to Texas, horns down, he's going to stink. I was just... I, I might buy an Irish Manning jersey. I don't know. He's going to stink out loud. Who, who was the last quarterback or player, rather, to win the Heisman at Texas? Vince Young. And what did he do? Actually, I don't know if he won it. I think he did. And what did he do with the NFL? Nothing. Not too much. So maybe Archie Manning, or Arch Manning, although not the same guy as Vince Young, will have a similar career. Possibly. Um, Tucker, when did you become a full-fledged Texas fan? Like, last year I know you said that's who you're going to root for, but, like... <laughs> I needed a team. And I just like saying, horns up. Uh, Dale, Arch Manning. Texas is back. Um, I would, I'm kind of leaning towards you, Trey. I think Texas is not back. We, we, I mean, we just keep observing that. Um, maybe bringing Arch Manning in will bring some more to the table for them and maybe bolster a bit of a, a comeback, but I could also see it blowing up in their face. So, um, I do like Tucker's take of just the fact that he's going to be a, like, maybe not a double Heisman winner, but like a tremendous college QB and then just dirt in the, NFL. I was so, Cam's I don't know. Oh, sorry. Cam, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, I don't know. I could see all of these situations happening. It's kind of like, what a wild place to pick to go to Texas for him. Because every, he's, he's the five-star recruit. Is he the number one recruit? This, I, I this class? Number one. Yeah. Like, to go to Texas, the team that is kind of, is literally, like Trey said, a meme. That's crazy. I mean, he's the most hyped football prospect, I, I think, of my time. Of a while. Focusing yeah. on football. Um, I would. People forget, though, I, I, he's the son of the worst man. So. That's Do you true. really want to get Cooper's traits passed down to you? Probably not. Yeah, but the, but the thing is, is, I think that bodes well for him. This is a good take. I think the fact that he's not either one of, of them. Uh, Manning's to have played. Uh, he's not one of their kids. The comparisons will be like they'll just be like, "Oh, this has kind of got Peyton. This has kind of got Eli." You know, that's not going to be like. Maybe he'll. I, get, I don't know. You know, the good traits of both I, Peyton's I, dumb dumb face. Not. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Eli's dumb dumb face and Peyton's eight head. He won't get those traits, but I'm just thinking like it, 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 damn. I'm just thinking it'll be easier for him because he's not directly one of the, their kids. Horns down. Uh, who's next? Joe, so you have one yet? I do. Here I go. Yep. A while ago, I had a take about uh, Cowboys. I said they were going to have their like best year. Ever, I forget what the record I said it was like 13 wins or something like that. 14, I think. <laughs> I don't remember, but um, uh, now I got another Cowboys take. So, um, 
The reason because the reason why I made that take is because the Cowboys were tied for the easiest schedule this year with I think it was the Redskins maybe I forget I think it was somebody else from the division same division um, and uh, I just read an article real quick that CD Lamb is officially the number one wide receiver. For the Cowboys, and I'm going to say, after going, uh, he was Rookie of the Year, right? Rookie of the Offensive Player of the Year? Two, CD? Two no, 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 sorry, that was uh, the Bengals guy. Jamar Chase. Right. Um, my pick, right. So I'm going to say we're going to have uh, CD Lamb is going to be the Offensive Player of the Year uh, because he's going to be the number one. The wide receiver and for the Cowboys, and they're going to have a tremendously good record because they're playing collectively the worst schedule, or the easiest schedule. This is kind of a uh, cousin take from the yeah. other take, a, a child of the, your original take. Right. Um, I mean, I. This is tough. I don't think we ever had a oh boy call before. We've had comeback player of the year, you know, rookie of the year, MVP calls. No Opoi no Opo call. Um, do they do the Offensive Player of the Year by conference? conference? Do they, Cam? I know that's how they're uh, having Madden. No. Offensive Player of the Year is uh, off the whole league. Okay, do well, they do a just conference one? So I'll give them that, if that's one of them. Just no, like the Offensive Player of the Year is the Offensive Player of the Year. Like the whole league. Okay. Um, then I'm sticking uh, with it. Hold on. Yeah, it seems to be one one player. Um, so there is a history of wide receivers winning it. Cooper Cup won last year. Um, before him, it was Michael Thomas in 2019. So recently, yeah, they've been able to win. Um, I just don't think he's up in the upper echelon yet of those guys. I think he's a solid wide receiver. Love to have him on the pass. Um, but I think he's just one tier below that elite level wide receiver. He's like good. You know, there's average, good, elite. I think he's good for now. That could change this year. Could be a jump. So I, I don't think it's crazy. It's not a crazy pick. You might want to look up a future on that. You might make, you might get a good line. Um I just, think, I just think he's not <laughs> in that elite tier of wide receiver that could win that award. Guys like Cooper Cup, uh, Michael Thomas, Justin. I Wilson, mean, did Jamar you put Chase. Cooper Cup in that tier last year? No, but I'm saying he's not there yet. I, I, I said he could. I said he could elevate, but I don't think he's there yet. And I just don't love Dak. We're talking about Ceedee Lamb, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we're forgetting one fact about Ceedee Lamb. He can't catch. <laughs> so I said he, he dropped. He dropped so many passes. Last year was his first year, right? Second year. Second. Second year. Can't catch. He's, he's yeah, like he's, Jamar Chase. It takes a couple. Takes a couple years sometimes. Yeah, but now but he's confirmed. No, Tucker just confirmed it. Yeah, he's going to be old boy because Tucker said he can't catch. Uh, he's going to be old boy. Uh, Cam, your your rival. I hate it. Um, the, 
there's merit to it in the sense that Amari Cooper's gone. Um, oh, that's true, at the same too. Time. Yeah, you can also argue that, okay, Amari Cooper's gone, now we can focus more on CP, and I think that's going to be more of the case. Uh, I, I don't see him... He's good, don't get me wrong, but he's not, like Trey said, up there with the top five guys. And Tucky made a good point, I guess, with we didn't think Cooper Cup is going to be there, but you don't bet on people you know, that aren't that good making a big jump to be offense player of the year. So it's, it's more wasted than not. I like that factor of it. Um, the more we talk about it, the more I like it. I think it could happen. I think Dylan, yeah, I, Dylan I, I makes stakes like this that he pulls out of his ass and they come true. This could be the one this season. The only, the only way, I mean, the only reason why I'm thinking this is, is more so because of the strength of schedule. I mean, I know Cam's going to hate it, but they do play in a weaker division, probably the weakest. And the fact that they, I forget what other division they play from. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember the schedule, but looking at it, it, it didn't look quite difficult. And, um, I mean, maybe that'll work against them if they're winning and they're going to be running the ball more, but I don't know. You never know. So. Well, interesting. Um, Cameron. Shoot. Yes, sir. Tucker, did you get a number on that future? No. Go ahead, Cam. I got a golf take. Um, You might be able to see where this is going. But recent news is the whole live league in golf um essentially what it is it's like a middle eastern founded big oil company founded league where they're just paying salaries rather than you have to win or place a certain spot to get a certain amount of money and they're just getting so much more money and little by little more people are joining it uh brooks kepka who was kind of hating on it not even a week later joined so, obviously, the PGA and the old heads are not too happy about it. They like structure, and golf has always been a very – it's always been the same, essentially. Um, my take is that the PGA is done. People want to make money, and the way to make money is with. I mean, it's going to be, I think, less competitive, which is unfortunate, I don't like it per se, but if you're getting offered millions and millions and millions of dollars and you don't have to win for it, you just you just get it, you can play two, three years and then just retire. So I think Lib is going to be the future. PGA is going to be done within the next two years. Um, now, I, I don't know if it's going to be done because... That there's always going to be people that want to make money. So there's always going to be golfers that will do it just to do let it. Me re- let me rephrase that. I, I, I was thinking that too. Done in the sense of not the broadcasting one. and more popularity. There's going to be more people, famous people. It's going to be more popular than the PGA within the next two years. I mean, the thing is, is they can implode it on themselves, right? So they 
didn't they ban all the people that uh, left already? No. So I had heard that. If you play, if you sign with Liv, you can only play in PGA, PGA events that you've won in the past, is my understanding. You can't just enter a tournament but also be in the Liv League. But if you won a major championship in the PGA in the past, at the Masters, Open, whatever, then you can play in it still. I have a feeling they're going to ban that as well, which I think would be a bad move. But that, that's my understanding of it. See, what I'm thinking is they there, there's two ways to go about this, I feel like, for the PGA. One, um, they are afraid of live, so they say if you go to live, then you can't be with us. Now, uh, if live... Or if, if you come at it expecting Liv to like fail after a certain amount of years, um, then you wouldn't be as afraid, and you would just let people do that and don't shoot yourself in the foot by saying you can't come back. Because if Liv catches on and they already had these rules, then it's going to be hard pressed to get people to come back if it becomes well. That that is the counterpoint because, like I said, if you just are making so much money yearly, regardless if you win, you can retire quickly. So all these players that are joining, they're just going to stop playing after three years. So it might just stop altogether. But at the same time, they have a bunch of amateurs that are always, there's always going to be people coming up that are going to be good and they're going to want money. So I think it's, I think it's sustainable for now. So I guess all the, all this money, this money's all, can you explain how they get paid again? Like it's it's not all purse. They get con like. Is it? So Go my ahead. understanding is that the owners of Live are like Middle Eastern. I heard that they were like oil guys. Like yeah, big oil. Saudi princes and oil guys. Right, well, Phil Mickelson joined it, and that was the biggest controversy to start it, because people were saying that he just wants the money because of his gambling addiction and all this stuff. <laughs> um, so I think it's Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. that, that owns it, and I mean, I don't know really the extent of it, to be honest with you. I but, thought that the, the payout was different. Yeah, but it, that's what I'm saying. It's salary as opposed to you make your money if you win. Okay. All right. And, and these dudes are just paying it? Yeah, these big oil Saudi Arabian yeah. people have a private investment fund, and they just are taking a shot at golf, apparently. That's crazy. You guys just not going to talk the whole the whole time or what? Well, you didn't touch on it yet. I know. I was grabbing water real quick. Gee, if I step away, yeah, it's like the podcast dies. Um, well, I, my whole thing is I don't understand golf. Like, I don't get, like, is the Masters part of the PGA or is that a separate event? Like, that they just. That's part of the PGA. Okay, so I hate it, first of all, because 
obviously PJ is American and Liv is not. Um, I also think golf is a game for gentlemen and for gentle ladies. Um, I think it's supposed to be a respected sport, and I don't love the idea of turning into this big rave thing they're doing in Liv. They're having like a music festival at the golf tournament. I get it for the younger generation, like everyone's got ADD and can't pay attention to golf. But am I? I like to. I always like the, the you know the distinct like the distinguished factor of golf. I like the fact that there's etiquette, and I can't with this noise. I don't know what that is. Tucker, Tucker, Tucker. what are you doing? Just getting all comfy. I. <laughs> I like the distinguishing factor of it. I think it's a game that should be respected um, and played by people with some etiquette. And that's not what I'm loving and live. I don't think it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's going to last. I, I hope it doesn't. Um, I mean, when they're paying this type of money, yeah, it's going to, it's going to attract guys. Um, but I hope that just guys realize like, what they're kind of signing up for and it's not traditional golf. And I get this, you know, maybe I'm just being an old curmudgeon, but I don't think the golf game needs to revolutionize. I think they're kind of like right in the sweet spot. Their audience is not going to be, you know, young, young people. It's going to be middle-aged people. And like, I think that's what the PGA kind of, kind of, you know, does. And, um, I don't know. I, I, I don't love it. Um, I hope I'm going to say no, because I want the PGA to, to reign forever. And golf is one of the fastest growing sports right now. I mean, the last few years have been, it's exploded. So I can understand there being like a drive to uh, create something like this. It, the thing is, is it's giving me like XFL kind of vibes outside of the fact that they're the getting XFL people never more money. Pulled, pulled, you know, NFL it's, you know what, I, not, no, what I'm saying is it, it, it's, it's, it's kind of gimmicky. It's giving me gimmicky vibes because it's like, like Trey said, with the with the music stuff, and then uh, the switching up of the sal to the salary instead of the purse is like, I don't know. It just seems like Cam, you said a little bit less competition. I, I don't know. It just seems a little bit more gimmicky. I, I think. Listen, listen to this one. This just popped in. Uh, what if these Saudi Prince Oil guys, this is, they had extra cash laying around uh, from some sort of something that we don't know about. And this, they needed to, like, get rid of money. So they're like, let's come up with some golf. The live is a money laundering scheme. Yeah, it's money laundering. <laughs> Uh, that, that's how they're paying all these pro golfers. Um, and no one, no one's looking into it too much. My other thing is, as a young golfer, don't you grow up and dream of winning the Masters and stuff like that? Like, isn't like I'd I'd want to if I was a professional golfer, I'd be like, all I want is to win the Masters. Like, that's what I that's my goal to win the Masters, join that class, you know, play on the best golf course in the world and win there. Um, and you the live. I mean, they're going to have to create that draw. Yes, they're using the money, but for competitors, like real competitors that want to, you know, distinguish themselves, they're going to want to win at least the Masters before they go to live, you know? So, I don't know. That's just my if opinion they can't, on If it. they can't come back. I mean, I've yeah, never maybe. I've never seen $20 million, so, like, I don't, like, know what the buy. I say you kick them out. You PJ, you say, see ya. Goodbye. We don't need you. See ya. Um... I don't know. It's interesting, Cam. 
Uh, let's move on to some topics. I think it's going to die in like three years. I hope it does. Um, first off, we'll start with the NBA Finals. Uh, we recorded on Wednesday. Game six was lost on Thursday. I gave them a 20% chance. Dill gave them a 21. Tucker gave them a 99. I was uh, pretty comfortable with what I said because they were not winning the series. Um, my takeaways were I said that the Celtics were more talented. Might not be true. The Warriors were clearly the better team. And I think the biggest part that they were the better team in was their mental fortitude. The Celtics kind of came across to me as kind of children, young. Um, when things didn't go their way, they kind of folded in on themselves all series. Yes, they would fight back, you know, but then at the end of the day, like when you're coming out of games and giving yourself big holes or you're letting up 26-0 and runs or stuff like that, you're folding on yourself. And I think there's one play in game six that really epitomized what went wrong with the Celtics. It was uh, Marcus Smart defending Steph Curry. Curry gives him a little bit of a nut tap. I get it hurts. Like, I get it, dude. Like, we've all been there. It's not a fun thing to go through. Do I always double over in pain and fall on the floor for 35 seconds? No. Uh, especially not in the NBA Finals. I think you gotta you got to play through it. He doesn't. He goes down, looks for a call, doesn't get it. Steph Curry dribbles right open, right over the three-point line, wide open, hits a three. And then Smart pops back up for the next offensive possession. Like, nothing happened. Um, I think that's kind of the vibe. They were too worried about the refs. They were too worried about climbing back out of the hole. They were taking dumb shots, chucking up threes, driving into four guys in the lane. It just seems like they lost their composure. And I, it seemed like that a lot of these games. Um, they've got some growing up to do, I think. You can't, like I said, you can't worry about anything other than, you know, what you guys are doing. I don't think they fell apart on defense. I thought they played defense fine. At game six, the Warriors were begging them to take over that game. They would get turnovers, they'd get stops, they'd get you know missed shots. They the Celtics would pull down good rebounds, go up the floor, and it was immediate track up a three or drive to the middle of the lane and turn it over. Um, so it's just about composure, I think. And obviously the Warriors have experience. Steph Curry's the greatest point guard of all time. Tucker nailed that. Um, and they were the better team. They deserve to win. And I think if you're the Celtics, uh, there's a lot of conversations about changing the core, getting rid of Marcus Smart. I don't think that's necessarily you know, pertinent. I don't think that really needs to happen. I think you're a good enough team to win the finals with what you got. You might need to make a few changes here and there based on salary. I have no idea what's going on um, with the with like salary cap and stuff like that. Um, I do know that KD is rumored to come here uh, a little bit. I pray that doesn't happen. I do not want him anywhere near my team. Um, ben called me an idiot for that earlier, but I think he's a bitch and I want him nowhere near my team. Um, but I mean, great year for the Celtics. Can't fault it. I will say this a little too much Celtic love going on. So a lot of the green teamers out there. Oh, this is such a good season. You know, we're too, we're so young. We're so, no, be mad, be disappointed, move on to next season. Don't sit there and give them a pity party because they almost won a championship. They didn't win it. So, um, but they got a bright future. I think Tatum needs to grow up. Brown needs to grow up. Smart needs to knock off the bull crap because he should be, you know, hard-nosed enough not to do that kind of crap. Um, and they didn't get help from their bench players, which didn't help. Um, it seemed like the Warriors, all their role players popped off, hit shots. Celtics did not. So, I mean, they were just the better team. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to next season. I might pay a little more attention at the beginning of the year now. Uh, I find I've kind of re-fell in love with basketball through this playoff run. Um, so, I mean, good season. It wouldn't have said they were there in January. They made it. So, But now you got to win it. 
there's some serious Jason Tatum trackers after this series. I don't blame them. He did not show up for one game. Um, he's going to have a lot of questions to answer moving forward. Um, but I think he can rise to the occasion and do it. Um, Dill, what'd you think? Uh, we watched it together. Uh, that, uh, was game six. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of hit it right, Trey. The Warriors were the better team. And then I think we kind of knew that going into the series, too. Um, I, and you said it right, game six, the Warriors didn't really play a tremendous game. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously they played well enough to win, but there were a lot of chances for Excuse me, a lot of chances for Celtics to get back into the game. Um, critical misses by Warriors, and then we would go down the court and just do nothing with it. Um, a lot of turnovers, I think Cam said in the chat, most ever by by player in the playoffs, Jason Tatum, over 100 turnovers, um, which... Yeah, like you said, he just didn't show up. And, and this is the thing that I say every year about the Celtics. At some point, your young guys need to become the the all-star, better than the all-star. They have to rise to the occasion and beat the best players in the league. You have to like take make that transition from being like a really good young player to like the best player in the leagues, in the league. And in order to become great, in order to win championships, you have to make that leap. Um, and they're, they're like really close. I think Brown's a little bit less than Tatum and Smart. They're, but Tatum and Smart are like right there. They just, I mean, they haven't made a finals as their first finals appearance. I don't blame any play on, uh, you know, I think they just have lack of experience, I guess, in, in being in, in this type of situation. I mean, they're going up against the Warriors. They've won this 100 times. The same team, basically. So uh, I think there's obviously room to grow, and they're close. I don't know how many more years of they're going to have left of being in a position like this, but they were close. Tucker? No, there's just one mute per episode. That's, that's no, good. nope, I did not talk. I realized I was muted. I just had to hit the button. I will not accept that one. I think your your mouth opened, but maybe nothing came out. I know I said, uh... It's <laughs> a mute. That's definitely I, a word. I think that Webster's... That doesn't that count, because I wasn't talking. It wasn't like I went on with my sentence. Go uh, on with your Celtics Go on with your Celtics no, I knew that I was muted, and I was looking for the button. We're already 45 minutes in. We can't have hang-ups like this. Go I'm ahead. I'm so tired. Um, I'm so tired. Um, yeah. So, unlike Trey, I'm not really super pessimistic about it. Yes, it sucks that we lost, but at the end of the day, this is a super young team going against one of the greatest dynasties of all time. I didn't think I was very pessimistic. Well, no, just like you're like, be mad, you should be mad, all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't really I see just, that. I don't, like, I don't like everyone on Twitter being like, oh, it was so good, we did so well, woo! We lost in the championship. Did Patriots fans do that against the Eagles? No, we said, Bill Belichick's an idiot. 
Did no, but did but Bruins fans do that when they lost Game Seven? The youngest teams in the NFL. Like if Tom Brady was twenty four, and like all the superstars of the Patriots, not back in the day, twenties. Like you know, it's I see this as similar to how you should feel as a Bengals fan this year. <laughs> I try up with you. Do you think the Bengals should be upset? No, but they shouldn't be like. Oh well, we did great, yeah. No, they should be like we should have won. See, I'm on the opposite side where they should be proud. Good. Uh, but the Patriots, Celtics had a great season. Yes, they had some problems in the end. Um, at the end of the day, I think the Warriors were a better team. And that sucks. But I see a lot of hope in the future for this team. Like, this team's, it's, I just, Rob Williams might be the best player of the Celtics as well. <laughs> People aren't talking about that nearly enough, how good Rob Williams was. I just feel terrible for him because he sold out to win. He was playing hurt the entire playoffs, and his team didn't show up for him. I think three players brought energy. I think three players brought game six finals energy to that game. Al Horford, Robert Williams, and half of Jalen Brown. Two and a half. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Seemed like the rest of them were like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, Tatum just folded. It was just like the whole series was crazy. It was terrible. So bad. But it, it kind of reminds me of the Bruins. Like the Bruins have Pasternak, Bergeron, and uh, Martian, right? They're the big, the top three, the best line in hockey that, that the most-ish points out of the top ten in all the categories. They're really, really good. Get into the playoffs. Duds. Couldn't like, find past, it. Past, Pasternak is like... He's always terrible in the playoffs. He, like, when the going gets tough, there's too many big bodies around. He can't get an open shot. He get, like kind of just flings the puck around. Bergeron is like, he got old and just like can win face-offs, but like, that's about it. Talk, do you trade smart? No, I'm not trading anyone on this team. I'm, I'm with you there. Cam, what'd you think? All right, a lot to go off there. Um... I, I'll start with I think you should be optimistic. I'm I, I'm optimistic. I think they can win it. I just don't want to sit here and sing in general and celebrate. General. All right, go ahead. Um, <clears throat> well, there's there's two parts to this. I think you should be optimistic because you've improved, right? So you've made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You've made it to the playoffs pretty much every year, and <clears throat> every year with this squad. And then you finally make it to the championship. I think the pessimistic part comes in with this was by far the most complete team that you've had in all of those playoffs. Um, and yeah, you made it to the championship, but at the end of the day, you need a complete team and then you need one person to really step up. And I think Tatum did not do that. Dylan, yeah. you, you mentioned the, the turnover thing. That's that's big. And Jalen stepped up a little bit. They lost because he signed with Donda, obviously. Um, Horford was winner, winner. definitely the best player in that in that series, 100%. Um, he disappeared for a couple games, Horford. He was consistent. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say, I'd say Jalen Brown was the best player in the Celtics that series. Okay, either way. The guy with the highest plus minus was Rob Williams. 
All three of the people that we just named, none of them were Jason Tatum, who should have been the best player. The Arguably Celtics the worst. So oh, that that's no. Derek White was the worst. Derek White was absolute garbage that whole series. Dylan, Dylan ended up being right. <laughs> just so bad. Anyway, just uh, throwing the ball. I think that that's where it comes in where you lose a little faith is that you're supposedly star player who. During the regular season, balled out. Clutch team, real thing. Balled out, didn't show up in the championship game. And, I mean, he is young. You guys are young. I, I agree with you. Don't trade anyone on that team because that was the best team. I mean, the Celtics Warriors was the championship. Those are the two most complete teams in the NBA, 100%. Um, so I wouldn't change anything. Like just hope that, that Jason Tatum gets a little bit more of a clutch team. Clutch so team, I, a real thing. People don't talk about it. I real think thing. He, he just seemed timid. You know, you can't play sports. Oh, he was terrified. Oh, yeah. He was and terrified of the bright lights. It was you in the other series, too. Kind of yeah. In the fourth quarter. He was terrified. You, 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 can't, you can't play sports like that. He needs, like, a mental coach. You know what I mean? He took three three-pointers that entire game, I think. Three three pointers of game yeah. six. That's preposterous. Um, all right, maybe next year. Um, NHL finals. I've got nothing. I know that yeah. the ABS are winning and uh, they're up three one, right? Still. Yep. Um, ABS in five. That's all I got. Going. Um. <clears throat> uh. Excuse me. Sorry. The. Uh, Lightning are kind of getting ready for another reverse sweep, though. That's what I'm worried about. Does that happen so, often? Well, it happened last series. Oh. So, I'm a little worried. But, uh, the Avs No, they been... won game, uh... Yeah, it's not a reverse three. sweep. The... I, I, I know it's not fully, but they have to win. Gentlemen's three. reverse sweep. Yeah, so... Um, that was the same thing that happened in the last series. So, uh, I'm just, uh, that, that's the one thing that concerns me. They already did it once. Maybe they can do it again, but, uh, the apps have been too good. So I'm expecting them to win. Seven, nothing. They won the apps. Yeah. It's preposterous football game. Uh, Cam, anything? Mm, not too much, really. I thought after the two Oh, Warriors leading hockey, and then they won the third. I was a little bit not scared because I don't really care who wins, but I thought that the landing were going to sweep them from there. I thought it was going to be 4 2. Um, it's a little weird that two games have gone into overtime and they've lost both of them. So I'm going to Amazon 5. I think they win this one too. I think it's in Colorado too. So It is tomorrow at 8. The barn's going to be buzzing. Tucker, you got nothing? Nothing. All right. Um, I don't know when the I don't know when the last time a one seed won. That'll be interesting. I don't uh, know when the last time that happened. Um, quick NFL. Gronk retires. Um, I haven't really talked too much. I feel like about Gronk on this podcast. Um, obviously, Patriot great, all time great tight end, best tight end of all time. Um, no denying that for me. Uh, I know people like to compare him and Kelsey now. I think it's not even close to when Gronk was in his prime. I saw it firsthand, saw it in person, watched the game against the Bears where he had like three touchdowns, pulled the entire Bears team into the into the end zone. Guy's an absolute animal. 
you know, likable off, off the field. I kind of got sick of him um, by the end with all his antics and his bullcrap retirement and just the same thing with Brady, the, the lack of respect for a place that put him in a really good position in his career. Um, I have less of an issue with, with him, obviously, because he's not so important as Brady was. Yes, he's an extremely important piece to the dynasty, the second dynasty, you know, probably the third piece behind Brady and Belichick. Um, maybe even the second, because Belichick still still on fraud watch for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, I mean, and I wasn't really upset at this retirement because he did do, when he retired, did the whole thing for the Patriots. When he retired from the Patriots, he did the whole Patriots thing. Tom never retired from the Patriots. Yes, he left and did his whole Patriot forever, but that bull crap. Um, but when he retired, he should have acknowledged them as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, he'll go to Canton, and uh, he was he was a great player. Um, really fun to watch. Um, yeah, uh, and I think he's staying retired. I think this is it for him. I don't think there's any chance he comes back. Uh, Dill. Yeah, Gronk is one of my favorite football players of all time, for sure. Just because I didn't really start watching football till halfway through high school, and Gronk was there, and he played stupid well. Um, most touchdowns by a tight end, and most touchdown passes from Brady, too. Yeah, so like, I mean, yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, by a he's, lot. He's, I mean, he played with them longer than any of his receivers. Yeah. So, so, um, yeah, and, and the Gronk spike, you know, iconic number eighty-seven. That's a that's a pretty generic tight end number, right? Eighty-seven. I, I, I guess. Did he, did he really make know. that a thing, I, I or was really it always know. a thing? Because when you look at eighty-seven, you don't think of isn't Kittle eighty-seven? You think of Gronk. You don't think of you. You don't think of the second best guy. You just always think of Grok. So he's always an 87. It's the number. That's his. Uh, anybody Kelsey, that's, Kelsey, sorry. And then everybody that spikes the ball uh, in the end zone, it is always going to be a Grok spike from now on. Yeah, no, he really made that. As, I mean, the spike was not like I knew about the spike when I was a kid. Like that was the ghost celebration, but, but now just, it's his. You're 100% it's right. It's just a, it's a Grok spike. You're 100% right. Um, Tucker. Yeah, I mean, all-time great. Do I think he's actually retired? Probably not. I feel like he no could ever retire again. No way. He did it once. He might do it again. I don't um, know. But, yeah, I mean, I still got love for Gronk. Just all-time great in the paper. I mean, everything you guys said. Remember Just watching so his fun knee to watch. Such a likable dude. I was right there when he got his knee destroyed. Just a million pieces. Right in front of him. Mm-hmm. Wearing the so, bionic arm. Yeah, I mean, awesome player. If this is actually the end, then shout out to an amazing career. Actually, the GOAT tight end, regardless of what people say. I uh, love him. Threw a guy out of the club, picked that Colts player up, and just tossed him off the field. That was awesome. Um, when he would go for those long runs where he'd be, like, breaking tackles, he'd be like, four guys on him and he'd be held up and they're about to blow the whistle. And then all of a sudden he shoots out for another 25 yards. Insanity. And his last catch as a Patriot, that, that one that kind of sealed the Super Bowl was just poetic justice. So, um, 
especially the season that he had there where he wasn't that much of a receiving threat because he was so hurt. Um, Cameron? Yeah, it doesn't really surprise me that he retired. Um, I'm actually surprised that he played it another year last year. Yeah, me too. Uh, after the first retirement in the Super Bowl. But I think he is done. He doesn't need to prove anything else. And, yeah, I've always liked the guy. I, I didn't like when we played against him. I still don't know how. He was just always open on seam routes. It doesn't make sense. Well, not the fastest dude out he there. He wasn't. He really wasn't. I was going to say that. But he still he still had speed because he was giant. Yeah, he had long, speed. Like he wasn't, there, there's no reason that's... It was just so hard to tackle. Yeah. Yeah, open every point. You don't have to tackle somebody before they have all of them. Yeah, that's just open. And, I mean, he, he made catches with people on it anyway. So, yeah, he's, he's one of the greats. I like the guy. I'm uh, not really sad that he's retiring. It's the second time that he's done, done it. He's not like a standout when you think of football, you think of Gronk. But um, definitely uh, one of the best tight ends ever. I definitely have a hair across my ass for him because he retired that one year when the Patriots really could have used him. And then he unretired the next year. And it put a hair across my ass for him. So I'm not super sad that he's gone. Um, NBA, NBA draft, I got nothing. I uh, saw that the they changed the, uh, you know, Shut up, Paolo Bancaro, first overall pick. The bell, as I told you. The bell that they ring for it. They change it to the State Farm Jingle Bell, which I hate. What a sellout move. That's terrible. That's How much did they pay to do that? A ton, I imagine. Um, but I really don't care that much about the NBA draft when the Celtics aren't picking in the top 10. I think it's kind of irrelevant unless you're picking in the top 10. How often do you find that diamond in the rough? I feel like even less than the NFL because there's only, you know, 60 guys taken. Um, but that Paolo kid... Couldn't tell you one thing about him. He did get picked first. Um, but I think the, the Celtics don't have a first-round pick because they traded for Derek White. But uh, Tucker, before you fall asleep, NBA draft box. Um, yeah, happy that Paolo Bancaro went first, not because of anything about him, but because I bet on him. Um, Chad Holmgren, I don't know why, but I really dislike him. I'm going to say it right now before the season starts. I don't like Chet Holmgren. And after like name. seeing his Chet interviews from today where he's like try I don't know, he's trying to act tough and just hated him. Hate him. Where's where's Bill yeah, Cruz going? Um Paolo Carroll first overall, Chet Holmgren second, and then Jabari, who was the guy that was supposed to go first, apparently what dropped all the way down to third. No, um, Jabari said said he needed to go first. He would be surprised if he didn't, but he was projected third. No, he's projected first all month. No, not Fight. what I know. No, he was. Fight. 100%. Fight. 100%. He was the heavy favorite. But, um, yeah. Camp. Good for him. Um, I don't know anything about anyone, though. Cam, any thoughts? Um, yeah, the, the only people that I knew were the first three picks, and I agree with you, Tucker. Chet, something about him. Don't like his face. Um, I don't like his name. I, I don't like him. I don't see anything special in any say. of you guys. Chet Holmgren's like he's seven foot, probably like 113. 
Um, <laughs> I, I don't like him. Um, the Heat drafted some Serbian guy. Oh, the Serbs are always um, it, it, What's shocking the most is that people were getting drafted that were born in 2003, and that kind of hurt my soul a little bit. I should have been drafted, but for the NFL, obviously, being straight pole. Um, package deal, probably go to the Panthers or something. Um, besides the point, I was not interested in this draft, didn't even know it was happening today. Um, I feel like it's only worth paying attention to once every three years. Like, that's the only time that a really, like, stellar prospect comes out and you have to watch. Um, Dill? Thoughts? None? Uh, we were at the bar when, uh, Tuck learned that he won $40, so that was exciting. Outside of that, I, nothing about this was exciting. Um, all right, let (laughs) us move on to the list, guys. We are losing steam here, I can tell. Um... (laughs) List guys, we'll go. say that <laughs> greatest of all time. Um, gonna be a contentious one. Um, these are the greatest of the great. Rank them. Um, now my honorable mention is gonna be Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps is the greatest Olympian of all time. That's all that matters. Nobody cares about the individual sports in the Olympics. Nobody really cares about the Olympics either. That's why he's not making my list. Uh, number five, I'm going with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, greatest golfer of all time. You know, entertaining guy, red shirts. When he was at his best, it was appointment television. And then every once in a while now, he shows up again. And um, and it's like everybody's got to watch. Everybody's eyes are locked on. His caddy wore a Endicott shirt when he won the Masters recently. Um, so uh, just a little bit of shout out there. Um, but... He went through his horrible thing with him cheating on his wife with, like, Denny's waitresses and stuff like that, and nobody cared. Nobody cared at all. Everyone's like, yeah, that's fine. Um, so, ultimate beloved guy, one of the best uh, athletes of all time. I think you could say golf's such a hard sport, and he excels at it. I just wish that he would have been consistent for, you know, the larger part of his career now, which he, you know, in the past 15 years, he's not really been. Uh, maybe 10. I don't really remember when that crap went down. Um, but anyways, Tiger Woods, my number five. Uh, Dill? Um, this is, so this is greatest athletes of all time? Greatest of all time. It's just GOAT list. I don't know. So, sports though. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's a sports podcast. I know, I'm kidding. Uh, number five, I'm gonna go with, uh, Crazy one. I'm going Usain Bolt, number five. Fastest man on earth at the time. That's it. He won 100 meter. Runs really fast. Pretty good athlete. Tucker, five? Number five, I have LeBron James. Um, greatest basketball player of all time. Um, just... The length of his legacy is what separates him from the rest. The fact that he's still so good at, I don't even know how old he is, but old, and that his legacy just keeps going on is absolutely absurd. There's no way a guy should be, you know, I mean, he's his prime has gone from the year he entered the NBA at 18 to now, which has been, what, 20 years? Is it like it's absolutely absurd? 
been in the league for 20 years, but in half the finals since then. I mean, an absolute great of greats. Um, just a dominant athlete, dominant player in any game that he's in. Cam, five? Five, I also got Tiger Woods. Um, you can make the argument that like Jack Nicholas is has more wins or whatever, but the longevity of Tiger Woods and everything he's been through and just able to play how young he was when he was winning. Um, plus, maybe a little bit of recency bias just because the old heads I didn't really watch. Um, but yeah, Tiger's just been doing it forever, and he's been consistently... I can't think of anyone else. Phil Mickelson, obviously, but not as good as Tiger, somebody that can just consistently compete. Um, so yeah, number five. No Byung-sung, huh? <laughs> He's um, the best yeah. <laughs> My number four is going to be Barry Bonds, greatest baseball player of all time. I uh, can't go higher than four because he is a cheater. Um, but, Lene, stop putting your foot on screen. People got to pay for stuff like that. Um, can't hear you. Uh, forgot. Um, obviously, home run king. Um, it, it's just it's tough because he did obviously cheat, and but I mean Babe Ruth would be the only other guy I think right now. Like you could say Trout, but he's still playing, and you you don't. Really... I'm so sick of the Babe Ruth thing. No, As if Babe Ruth would have been anything other than exactly. mediocre in today's baseball. No, he wouldn't have been. He wouldn't have been a pro. Um, so he can't really make the list. Um, but Bonds, to me, getting intentionally walked when the bases are loaded, I think that says it all. Just the most feared man in the bat in history. Um, I couldn't really tell you about him in the field. Uh, Dill, was he a good fielder? I think he played... Outfield? Left field. Yeah. Or right It doesn't really field. matter. Baseball is about home runs. So then he, I think he played first base later in his career, too. Because he, he was big and fat from steroids. Big and fat, giant-headed. <laughs> Hat size, but um, the helmets, they didn't have a helmet. Baseball is the toughest sport, I think, to make an argument for the goat. It's such a weird sport to to do it, but that's why I'll, I'll go Bonds, the home run king, for my number four. Dill. Um, number four, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Michael Phelps, Trey. So F you. Um, most decorated uh, who Olympians? Like anybody ever cared about the Olympics? But go ahead. I, this is greatest. I, I took it as like greatest athletes, competitor. You know, mixed all into one. I mean, the guy, and, and also specifically to your sport too. Like put that into consideration. The guy is was. Not, not even close. There was not, not a person close to as good as he was at the time, and he was way better than anybody else before his time. And he won a billion gold medals. One time he won like 15 or whatever it was. Um, and then he was like, I'm not going to come back. Then he came back and won like eight more. So, yeah, just Tuck. an absolute fish. Tucker, four. My number four is Simone Biles. Uh, was higher on my list, but due to this year's uh, Olympics, has dropped down. But anyone that has multiple moves named after them, because no one's even attempted them before, 
has to go on the list. I mean, just revolutionized the sport. Like, was just doing things that other people, just no one else ever could physically do. Like dropping out That's of a tournament because you were nervous. That was a good one. Yeah. I mean, like, imagine if That's a wild there was a guy where I was like, oh, yeah, no. Out infielder have to wear a helmet. Like, people have to wear gear when he hits because he hits it too hard. He's, like, she revolutionized the sport. Or he might not take you know, the at-bat. Like she did things that no one else even thought to do. Yeah, yeah, no, she's great. All-time competitor. Um, Cam, number four. <laughs> number four, I got uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> now, obviously the most decorated um, NFL player of all time. Seven, two different teams. Uh, led dynasties. He's like 80 years old. Um, but then you think like greatest athletes of all time, not necessarily an athlete, just a winner. Also had always great defenses around him. Uh, great coaching staff. Belichick was a big part of that. So it's not really a singles thing where he did it by himself. But yeah. got to give credit where credit's due. Good points. Good yeah. points. He's going to be number four. Might have, might have done it by himself. Um, Crazy that he did it by himself while wow, uh, three of them were before he was even any good. And one of them, he only, the other team only scored three points, but somehow he did it by himself. That's crazy. My number three is going to be the great one, Wayne Gretzky. Um, when you have a nickname like that, you got to be on the list. Uh, don't know too much about him. I just know that he has records that are still to be broken. Um, and that he was the greatest hockey player of all time, universally known hockey's, you know, one of the biggest sports in America, um, one of the most popular sports in the world there by proxy. Um, but I mean, he was pl- the the one detractor is maybe not playing against the best competition, but I think he's just, you know, with the, with the amount of respect he has in the hockey community and how he's viewed as the universal greatest of all time. He's got to be on the list. So that's my number three. Bill? Um, number three, I think I am also... No, you know what? I'm switching. I... Ah, crap. Yeah, I'm going to go Gretzky as well. And the reason being uh, just because if he played today, he would have been a bum. But at the time... He was just so much better and just like physically so much faster than everybody else on the ice. Um, he had more skills at like skating, I guess, like understood it more or something because everybody else looked like they were ice skating in mud compared to the guy. So, and he's, you know, he would have 250 point seasons. Consistently, it was like it's insane. Um, yeah, there's stats of, by him that will never be broken. Um, he was like in a different era. It was like it was like he was two decades ahead of everybody else, and you can't really say that for any other player in any other sport. So yeah, Tucker, three. That's number two. Two mutes per app. One mute. One mute, one mute. There's my first mute. It's Serena Williams. Um, 
obviously an all-time great, more Grand Slams than anyone, I think. I don't really know the stats. I just know she wins everything. Um, all-time great at her sport. I mean, when you go down the list of goats, like, she's got to be on your list. Uh, Serena Williams at three. I'm not going to argue there because I see your argument. I understand your argument. Um, Cam, three. moment. All right, so, you know, it's only 11.30. You got all night. Should we just have him give two picks on his next go-round? Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, number three, I thought I heard somebody say it's Serena Williams. Um, she's just, I mean, by far greatest female tennis player of all time. And... Um, I don't, I don't really know. I don't know what her stats look like. I just know that, like, historically, her name has popped up. And once again, it's like a longevity thing. Since I paid attention to sports, she's just always been the best. Um, fun fact. You guys remember writing the Real Women essays? Nope. No. Fourth grade? No. Yep. No. Might have just been Mine in the classroom because uh, I did not assignment. Um, fun fact, her father punched Chris Rock at the Oscars. Um, <laughs> number two for me is Jordan. Um, all-time winner, all-time competitor, greatest basketball player to ever live, better actor than LeBron. Um, yeah, I mean, he's just a – he's an icon. Like, his shoe company has turned into – the its own culture, um, kind of an a-hole, but um, like I said, all-time winner, um, came back from a lot of adversity, having his father be murdered and everything like that. Um, yeah, I mean, that documentary, too, taught me a lot about him. I think there's no denying it. Um, six championships. Um, it's tough. It's tough to beat. So, uh, Jordan's my number two. Dill? Jordan is also my number two. Uh, tremendous athlete, hard-nosed guy uh, with a significant gambling addiction, uh, but a will to win like no other. Um, fierce competitor, you know, like had success after failure, had failure after success and then had more success after that like um a, a good story uh, too um i wish we there were players like him still today Tucker. that's three that's three i can't believe that happened there i'm t- fucking tired I don't even apologize. Um, it's Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps, greatest swimmer of all time. I mean, all-time dominant. The fact that he just, like, put himself in every single swimming event and won all of them. Eight gold medals in a single game, in a single Olympics, is just a ridiculous amount. Doesn't get talked about enough. And just, like, pure in a purely dominant standpoint, I don't think anyone's done. I don't think... Anything like that will ever be touched. 
it just in also, terms of like being an all-time dominant athlete at a top given time frame, the fact that you could win eight gold medals is absurd. It'll never be touched again. And it was so, yeah, eight number four two. eight. He didn't he didn't lose a single one. It, like, yeah, he did eight, eight events eight. and won them all. That's crazy. Granted, There's some a, of them were team events, but still. Yeah, Ryan Lock. He was also like yeah. the anchor on each one of those teams. Cam too. So quickly, just to touch on Phelps, I had him on my list originally, um, and then I looked in, looked into it. Obviously, he's the most decorated of all time, weed. but he only has one world record. Uh, and um, if people can beat your world record, if you don't beat other people's world record, oh, he you know, did. Some, but they only beat. If you only have one of them. Nope, if you only have one of them, you're not you're not up there for me. So that specific year, those specific years, maybe just going against bad competition, only one world record. So he's not on my list. Number two, I'm going with Michael Jordan. And pretty much everything that Trey said, I've completely swapped on the greatest of all time. I think Jordan just played the game differently. Um, and... Yeah, everything tricks that pretty much. Uh, my number one is Katie Ledecky since we're all doing swimmers. Just kidding, nobody cares about swimming. My number one is the undisputed greatest winner of all time. Sports is about winning. This is the point of sports. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Um, winning seven championships. championships. Wait, wait, the greatest winner is the guy that won seven championships in a sport that only one country plays versus the guy that's won... 15 plus gold medals. People care I about the ball sure. more than about any of these sports. Nobody cares about swimming. Nobody cares about running. Nobody cares about gymnastics. So, yes. Uh, the humble beginnings, 199th overall pick, um, bringing the Patriots franchise from the depths of, you know, being moved to the greatest the greatest franchise of all time in team sports. Um, proving that he didn't need a system to win. Proving that he didn't need great players around him to win. Um, the competitive aspect, you know, the competitive fire in that man cannot be, cannot be rivaled. He wants to win more than anyone in history. Um, he's proved all his doubters wrong a hundred times and he keeps going. He's 44 now and he's still playing at an elite MVP level. Um, they're my favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. They, I just think they, he is the greatest single competitor of all time. Not the most athletic. It doesn't matter. He still wins. Um, don't think anything else can be said. Tom Brady is the greatest athlete of all time, the greatest of the greatest, past Jordan a long time ago, in my opinion. Um, obviously, I was biased then, but you know, I know I've said my flack on him, but he is the greatest ever. Um, when you say GOAT, what do you think of Tom Brady? Uh, Dell, number one. Uh, number one, I'm going with a guy who's coined the greatest. I'm going heavyweight champion Muhammad Ali. Uh, heavyweight boxer in the 60s and 70s, obviously. Dodged the Vietnam I, War. Uh, he believed the, that the brain was like a callus. You hit it, the more you hit it, the tougher it gets. Uh, not not so, scientifically true, but really work it out worked for him. For him. Didn't, didn't really work out in the uh, long term. No, no, but in the short term, 
Uh, he had uh, 56 wins and I think bad. five losses, uh, 37 by knockout. Um, and although that's been rivaled apparently with like similar players, similar players, similar boxers, um, the era that he boxed had so many greats at the time at, at the heavyweight um, level. So he's widely considered the greatest boxer of all time. And boxing, you're just going up there to punch people in the face. And he was pretty darn good at it. Um, pretty aggressive, aggressive. So yeah, that that's that's a that's a that's a sport where if you're the best at that sport, I put you at the top of athletes. Brady didn't even sniff your list, huh? Yeah, I, I didn't really think hard enough. Tucker, I I, I, I put Brady at four above everybody else now. Tucker? Um, yeah, my number one is the greatest athlete of all time uh, in the most done sport of all time. Uh, he's the best at it, has the records, just as Trey says, just as Cam says, you need the records to be the best. Um, undisputed GOAT, one year after year, championship after championship. It is... Kobayashi. Usain Bolt, the best of all time. Nine five nine hundred meter dash is just an absurd number. Still hasn't been touched. I mean, there's just no one like him. No Joey Chestnut talk here. I mean, there's absolutely no one that can rivals him and just being because everyone runs. Every single person in the world, if they were the like that fast. They would have done it. And that's the thing is that, like, there could be some guy in Bangladesh that would have been a better football player than Tom Brady. But they don't know because he never played football. Every single person in every country runs at one point, even as a kid. And if anyone had that type of speed, they would have competed in the Olympics. It just so happens that the fastest of all time is Usain Bolt. He's the Best greatest athlete of all time. There's nothing, like, there's no cooler than him being like, I'm the fastest man on earth. It's bananas that his last name is Bolt. That is crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'd like to amend my list real quick. I'm bumping Woods down and putting Floyd Mayweather since nobody said him. He's, he's, I think he's the best boxer of all time. Uh, Where is Usain Bolt on your list? Yeah, but. I don't know, like eight. He's a, he's a bitch weight. I was talking heavy. Yeah, but he's he's tactically. The yeah, best but he's not. Yeah, I kind of agree with. I kind of agree with Dylan, like, because you put him in you the ring with a heavyweight. You can't be the best boxer. All right, fine, fine, fine. I'm in my list. Woods there. Um, Mayweather, then uh, whoever else I said Phelps. Yeah, but I but then I both. feel like you can't. Then Mayweather runs. isn't on my list. No, that's, that's fine. Like anywhere near it, just because like. You put him in the ring against someone bigger, he just loses. I'd be like, 51 oh, like you know? Spud Webb's the real greatest basketball player of all time. Because if you put him against just other five four guys, he would have been the goat. It's just stupid. It's like, hey, Never well, he's smaller. He's like the little guy, so we'll put him up against other little guys. Nah, Never fuck that. Uh, Cam, number one. Dunk contest, but win. very glad you guys had that conversation. My number one's gonna be Floyd Mayweather. Good, <laughs> good. I mean, fifty and zero came out of retirement, obviously, but 
McGregor in his own sport and yeah. smaller. That doesn't Logan Paul. 50 and 0. Unreal. Um, I, I just think that there, there's no way, there's nobody that can compare to that. You just yeah, literally any heavyweight that would have beaten his face in. But that's the name of the game. Every sport has rules. So, this is a good I mean, point, Cam. People don't think about you that. You can't, you can't get mad at him for not being... I'm not mad at him. I'm just saying he's not the greatest fighter of all time because anyone in a higher weight class would have beat his face up. Yeah, but nobody in a higher weight class has... Uh, no, in their own weight class. So you can think of each weight class as a separate sport almost because you're not able to play against the other people. That's like saying... Yeah, there's like the, the G plays in physics. the G League. Okay, no, no it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> You're still the best in your respective sport. So that's like saying the NFL played against the AFL. Obviously, the NFL would win. But the best player in the AFL is still the best athlete of all time in their respective... I wouldn't, but I never put the best player in the AFL on my GOATS list. It's just a comparison. Anyway, 50 and 0, hard to beat that. I mean, just never lost. Dumb guy, can't read. 50 Cent did the Ice Bucket Challenge. Harry Potter book. Challenging him to read one page of a Harry Potter book. Legendary. Um, but yeah, great. It's a lot. Oh, very contentious list. Very contentious. All right, quickly, let's do this movie, Hustle. Who watched it? I did. I did. Everybody watched it? All right. Um,. I really liked it. I didn't expect to like it coming in. Um, I thought it was interesting. I'll say Anthony Edwards was the best part of that movie. I remember talking a lot of smack on him when he was saying he was going to give up basketball for a rap career. Totally flipped. He should give up basketball for an acting career because he was fantastic. Um, thought Juancho was pretty good. Thought Sandler was fine. Um, yeah, but I, I actually really enjoyed it. I'm going to go with a 7-1. Dill? Uh, yeah, I liked it too. And he um, ended up on the Celtics. Bonus. Adam Sandler. Drama actor. No, it was no Billy Madison, I'll say that. No, that, that's the thing. I can't look at him and be like, this is serious. Is that what you um, <laughs> Exactly. So, but I mean, he did a good job, and Queen Latifah, you know, that was kind of strange, but worked. Um, uh,. The premise of the movie I thought was good. I thought it flowed well. Uh, um, yeah, a good story. A lot of a lot of basketball players, obviously, in it. Um, good cast in general, I'd say. So yeah, I give it. Man, I, I liked it. I'll give it a seven. What'd you say, Trey? Seven one. I'll give it seven two. Uh, Tucker. Uh, I really enjoyed this movie. Um, I think what made me enjoy it the most is that they used athletes in the movie so frequently, yeah. like using Juancho Hernan Gomez as the main guy, using Anthony Edwards as like the villain, having uh, what's his name be the agent. Like they just had a bunch of athletes in all these major roles, which is a really cool kind of twist on it. Where they could have just gotten actors to play all this, but it had a really cool impact on the basketball itself, having actual basketball players. It made those scenes way better when you have Anthony Edwards playing against them. It was like the most realistic. Two guys that actually are 
very good at basketball. It was like the most realistic so I sports. I actually really enjoyed the movie. Adam Sandler is just kind of deciding that he can do anything at this point. Uh, I am. This movie is seven five. Cameron, your movie, your score. Actually, it wasn't my movie with Dylan's. I just brought it oh, up. Oh, sorry, Dylan. Sorry. Um. Yeah. No, I love this movie. Um. I I especially like they didn't have him go to the Sixers. I think that would have made it stupid. Um. But yeah, I I I think I touched on it last episode without spoiling it too much. But I think Wancho was was pretty good. Anthony Edwards, I agree. I think he was good because he probably talks like that in real life um, <laughs> to other players. So I'm actually going to agree with Tucker. I'm going to go 7-5 here. I like this movie a lot. Um, and I think Juancho is going to go to the Sixers. Uh, 7.3 it gets. Uh, high score. Um, all right. That's our episode. Uh, it is late. We have been going for a long time. Your movie, movie is it? Oh, I always forget to do that. Um, yeah, it's cams. You want me to? You want me to do it right now? If you got one. Yeah, I do. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Baywatch. The new one. The new one, Zac Efron, The Rock. Okay. Um, Have you seen it? I saw it when it in theaters. That's the last time I saw it. I've never seen it. I don't, I don't think I saw it in theaters. I don't remember like it. But um, I remember it being kind of cheesy, but a lot of good actors in it. Good kind summer movie. Yeah. And it just became summer. we got to come up with a good uh, American theme for our next episode for those guys. But um, Baywatch. Baywatch is the movie. All right, that's our episode. Long episode. I know Cam said it might be short. I guess it's only an hour and a half. That's our standard, but it's just late. It's almost midnight. Um, check us out on our socials. Thanks again, Waste With Us, and we will see you next week. Goodbye.